Okay, so let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million nights, million nights just like this. So let's get down. Let's get down to business. See, that wasn't so bad. Was that so bad? I'm sorry to everybody who had to listen <laughs> that to that. I'm so I will, sorry. No, no, no. That's a beautiful intro. Thank you very much for opening the show. Oh, thank you. I know I'm going to mess up your name because I've been messing it up forever. How do you pronounce it? Sunena. Sunena. Yes. So I have Sunena on the show today, your taper finisher. Yes. So anything with the company names, as it sounds, taping and beyond. So taping and anything after that. Mine is plumbing and electrical, unless you want to flood in a fire at once. (laughs) So on today's show, we're going to have a lot of interesting conversations. I know that you've got your puppy around here, the adorable. Where's he at? Where's he at? Sir Nicholas is here. Hold on. Come up, bud. So, so Nana, she's got a, like quite the resume here. Obviously, you've been in construction for how long now? Since 2015. So 2015, you started taping and beyond. Uh, no, taping no. and beyond is a new venture-ish because everyone kept asking me what I do. So I was like taping and beyond and taping came and beyond. up with the company name like that. Okay. And then, so that's the formal side of things. But then you also have this other business on the side that you can talk about if you want, which I love the name, by the way. I wasn't making fun of it. <laughs> Pupstruction. Pupstruction. So Pupstruction. Yeah. Puppy and construction. I love construction. And I got this little cockapoo, Sir Nicholas Liam. And if anybody <laughs> follows me, you know all about him. Okay. So your handles are Sorry, what are they? So one is at Taping and Beyond, and the other one is at Popstruction, so pop underscore struction. And if you really want to follow Nico, it's at Sir Nicholas Liam. There you go. He's the popular one. And then also for construction work, to get a hold of you, it's Taping and Beyond, and it's the word and at gmail.com. Yes. Okay. All right. So Sunaina. Yes. Sunaina. Yes. How do I say it if I'm brown? I don't even have the accent for it, but it's a full like <laughs> Sunana. You're just like, oh shit, I didn't do it. <laughs> All right, I, it's up to you. Now, you deal with it, okay? There, no, he's not on the mic. Is he on the mic? Yeah. He's gonna be on the mic. They didn't introduce. <laughs> <him. laughs> this him. is this is a first for the show. He was quiet this whole time. Yeah, but. I got him started because he had to introduce... He's the inspiration by my life. He's very important because without him, this wouldn't be happening. Right, Nico? Who's there? Say hi. (laughs) Thank you. You done? Anything else you'd like to say? Listen, just for the listeners listening, that was not me barking, growling, breathing heavy or any of that stuff. That was Sir Nicholas Liam. He's adorable. I just want everybody to realize that. Let's get on with the show. I want to get on with the show. Ciao. Say wolf wolf. Ciao, ciao. Okay. You want to go play? All right. Nico's gone to play. Where do we begin? Um, so I guess maybe how we ended up here. So I was working for this company. I have my two opinions. But a lot of the guys were behaving inappropriate. So I'm getting a lot of questions like, where are you from? Which is a pretty typical one. And you're getting it. It was... um. An apartment, a rental apartment. So you were going through and renovating units. And every guy thinks they're the first one or their original going, so uh, where are you from? What's your background? How old are you? And it went so far as to be like, where have you moved from to where are you moving to? Why are you unpacking? Isn't the boyfriend or the husband's going to do it? 
And you know they're just fishing for information. It's a grocery list of just hitting on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, like, if you want to make conversation, anybody who knows me knows I will tell you everything you want to know about my puppy. Even the things you don't want to know, I'll tell you. So it was constantly going through. I even had one of the electricians who was doing quite a terrible job. And I was actually going to post it under Drywall Nation for hacks. And he thought it was appropriate to go lift up his shirt. And I mean, he was a fairly attractive guy, don't get me. But he was one of those, we call them pretty boys, who are good looking. They know they're good looking. And girls often drool all over them. But I have zero tolerance for that. So Just for the record, men have the same opinion about pretty girls doing that exact same thing absolutely and they have the same zero tolerance for that absolutely but i don't go around lifting up my shirt on site unless it's to wipe my face in which case i mean sorry guys the drywall does have to come out but no i mean i'm not saying this as men only do this there are women that will go flaunt it Anybody, not anybody, but most uh, major construction companies or tapers in the greater Toronto area know of a certain gentleman everybody loves to hate, Mr. Brad Hanna. I mean, I love Brad. He's a jackass. (laughs) But I mean, he has so much respect for women, like of all the things Brad says and will go on a tangent about or whatnot. I'll give him full respect and he never degrades a woman and there I know there's been a couple of instances where he posted something about women who were trying to almost sexualize the work to get work and he's like don't degrade yourself like you're better than that do that what's his official position who Hannah Brad Hannah Brad he- Hannah owns his, his own um taping company Black's Hearts United okay all right so I guess you don't know of Brad no, I don't know of him. No. <gasps> I'm sorry. I don't know of him. Everyone should know of Brad Hanna. Now I know of him because I've been just educated, but I didn't know of him. Right. So Brad Hanna is um, a pretty, I mean, he, I always say I want to be like Brad Hanna when I grow up. He's a taper in the greater Toronto area. I believe he's in Burlington right now. Brad Hanna is one of those very outspoken people. He's non-apologetic. He'll tell you what he has to say, the way he has to say it, and he doesn't give a shit. He's taken a Neela Columbia blade and thrown it in the garbage and said, this is a piece of shit. He's called people out. You name it, he does it. The way it should be. He's a jackass. Don't get me wrong. Brad's pissed me off. But he's unapologetic. He who is who he is. He's comfortable in his skin. He doesn't kiss ass. Like every, okay, not everything, but most things people should be professionally I couldn't complain about him. I met him in person about a year ago. I felt like a complete groupie. I was like, oh my God, it's Brad Hanna. <laughs> um, <laughs> Through Instagram kind of thing? That's how you knew of him? Yeah. So I I've been, I had talked to him on Instagram and then I was in at CSR and I recognized the tattoos and I was like, oh my God, that's Brad Hanna. <laughs> <laughs> but he is like, I mean, he is who he is. Personal level aside on a professional level. I mean, you got to go follow him. He's got great quality, great product, sometimes great advice. And he'll call you out on shit, like completely, if he disagrees. And he doesn't care what you have to say. He's good enough at his trade that he can pretty much say and do whatever the fuck he wants. And he'll still get the job. Like companies are going after him, even though he's like, this product's a piece of shit. You're stupid. I respect the honesty Mm because it should be that way instead of just kissing company's asses regarding a product that's been given or 
some sort of compensation been given so you to say something positive. Yep. Which is great. Those Brads are far and few, by the way, when it comes to social media. They are. And that's why Brad Hanna is Brad Hanna. And like, he doesn't care. I mean, if you don't follow him, you should. I used to talk to him. I don't really talk to him anymore. But um, What's his handle offhand? I think it's just at Brad Hanna. Okay. All right. I'm just curious about it, but we can always look it up. So it's interesting because I know that we we got talking quite a bit through some DMs and, and we started talking about the business, but then it quickly veered off to talking about women in the business mm-hmm. and just you brought up something that was really amazing about how you've been educated regarding how we need to look at the industry or how the industry needs to look at itself. And not even just the industry. This isn't something that's exclusive to construction. No, of course not. It's predominant in construction just because it is a male dominated force. So going back to like that electrician who thought it was appropriate to lift up his shirt. So the guy who brought me into the company was one of my friend's fiance. So I sent him to video. I told him like, we need to have a talk with the guys about their appropriate conduct and the things that it was okay to talk to me about or ask me. And the questions they were asking me, I'm just like, why do you need to know that? Like, why do you need to know where I live? Why do you need to know if I'm married? What my relationship status is? Like, these are- So just for the record, the amount of times that I'm on a job site and I go to every single man, where do you live? Where do you come from? Who you're dating? That never happens. No. I don't bring it up. I don't ask it. I don't question it. It's not a part of conversation. Well, that's exactly it. And I mean- So why is it with a woman? I don't know. And it, guys, and this is just guys in, okay, sorry, I shouldn't say guys in general, but I run into it a lot. Even if a guy, you're out and you're, they're trying to pick you up or on a dating app or whatnot, you get the same questions over and over again. And I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful, but when a hundred people ask you the same question, like, what's your name? Where's you're from? Like, it's just small talk. And you're trying to break the ice instead of there's people you meet on a job site and you'll get to know them. You'll have vibe with them well. And then they'll ask, like, you know, what area do you live in? I've asked. I don't think I've ever asked anybody if they're married or something. But, you know, it'll come up in conversation. But it's just their way in. I guess they've been taught that's kind of a way to socialize or interact or they don't know any better. I'm not really sure it's what it is. It's not because when men are on a job site, those questions don't come up. They really- don't. I couldn't tell you. No, I'm telling you from my experience. So when I'm on a job site and you've got different trades, I've been fortunate enough to have a number of different trades on a job site at once. And I love it. I love that that vibe, that that kind of community vibe that's going on when you Mm -hmm. got so much going on. Guys don't go and do those fishing questions that they do for women. I honestly I, I, I couldn't ask you. You ask a guy why they're asking you those questions and they say, I'm trying to make conversation because I've had called a few out. That's BS. Well, that's exactly it. They're trying to figure out if they're single and they should make a move on you. What guy's really going to come up to you? And I'm like, I've gone on job sites and find my foreman or somebody attractive, but it's not the time nor the place. If somebody's interested or whatnot, you talk to them, you build up a relationship, say, can I take your number or whatever, right? But generally speaking, your work site, you don't shit where you no, work. you don't. That's not, not the time, not the place. Don't get me wrong. I've been there. I'm like, oh my God, he's really cute. But it's not the time and not the place. And when a woman starts, I guess with this electrician, I wouldn't stay in these room rooms. I'm like, excuse me, move. How long will you be done? And I'll be back. And then now all of a sudden you're a bitch because you're not. Receptive. I, yeah. With this company, 
they knew kind of what was going on because I just mentioned it to my friend and her fiance. And it was nothing with my work because they're 21, 22 days behind on units. They need the help. These guys are doing the equivalent of jack shit all day. This guy spent all of one Friday building a bulkhead, but a foot long. The left side was a foot, sorry, was an inch down from the right side. So, I mean, it's not about the speed of work or quality of work because I gave good quality. They were so scared of getting a sexual harassment lawsuit. It was easier to tell the woman, like, you know, it's not going to work out. The guys are uncomfortable than to address the contact with the 10 guys. It's easier just to get rid of the one one woman. So that was the solution there. The solution was instead of educating the guys, the men on the site to understand that she's another tradesperson, Mm -hmm. their solution was to eliminate the tradesperson, the woman. Yeah. To make the men feel comfortable. comfortable. And it's... Which is total bullshit. It is. It's... A friend of mine, I was telling him about when I was doing this podcast and what had happened that day at work. And he told... He made a really good analogy, which was like, it's like socializing a dog. When you have a puppy, you have to take them to the park, teach them how to play with other puppies, what's appropriate, this and that. And if you don't, then you end up with those dogs that are completely misbehaved and running aloof. It's no different on a construction site. It's a predominantly male-run trade. Monkey see, monkey do. So these guys see it from the other guys or like the cat calling or whatnot. And everybody thinks it's appropriate because nobody calls it out. I live on a construction site and guys will like cat call me. And I will completely be like, excuse me, is there a reason you're howling at me? Like, do you think that's attractive? And I'll stop them in the middle of the road. And they have nothing to say. Because you're confronting them. Monkey see, monkey do. Somebody has to socialize them better. To send them to puppy training class. Like, I don't know. No, it's true. And I agree with you on that. But I think I also mentioned to you when we were talking before, the men, so-called the old dogs that don't understand how to socialize, mm-hmm. they are, in one respect, upset that a woman has come into my environment. Because my environment at home is all women. I have to deal with family and I have to deal with all this other stuff. When I go to work, here's where my world is and I, it's all guys and I can hang out with the guys and I can do whatever I want with the guys. Yeah. I don't need another woman on the job site. And it's bullshit because the thing is, first of all, unless you're the GC and mm-hmm. you're calling all the shots and you want to dictate on who's going to be on the job site, you're hiring a workforce. Whether that workforce comes in as a female or a male, You can't be doing what you said. Get rid of the woman and make the men comfortable. That's what it is. Like even yesterday, I was doing demo with a crew that was completely younger than me. And they asked how old I was and I just, I wouldn't comment. By the end of the day, I'd realize I was a decent amount older than most of the guys. One of the the youngest guys was about 10 years older then. And they made one inappropriate comment on the way back. I knew the comment he was making. He was trying to be subtle about it. And then the guys whose company it is just flat out said it. And he's just like, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. And I'm like, listen, guys talk like that. It's fine. I'm not offended by it. I I picked up on your joke. But it's almost, why do you have to act another way around a woman? Are those comments appropriate? What if you said that in front of your mom, your sister, whoever? And I mean, I just don't understand. Maybe it's a boyhood. I mean, I'm not a guy. I don't understand. I, I, I get the sense, though, that a lot of these, I guess, situations, are they coming, and you correct me if I'm wrong, from the younger trades or is it from all trades? I haven't had problems with too many older guys. I'm not saying they're excluded from that club. One of the first construction jobs that I got, there was an older gentleman who 
pretty much insinuated that oh you like the attention like you like it you're teasing this and that and when then i completely didn't 180 then he's like now she's being a bitch and when i told my boss about it he essentially switched the senior tech i had with me and he never addressed it with this guy even though i had the full recording to be like here this is what he said to me so it's there's gentlemen that are very nice it's nothing you've age. seen it on, on all yeah. age groups right Like, I've seen 20-year-olds behave better than 50-year-olds. I've also seen 50-year-olds behave better than 20-year-olds. Yeah, so it's all over the place. So, no, it's nothing exclusive to somebody. What do you want to see happen? Like, what do you want? I, I, I get the sense that, first of all, you don't take any bull. <laughs> That's just a fact. You don't take any bull. So if someone does treat you with disrespect on the site, you'll acknowledge that disrespect. You'll speak to them about it possibly even correct them am i right to say this i mean it's not my, it depends on it a larger job site it's not my job and it's not my place to correct the people nor should you be spending mental time addressing that I, i generally have a very i guess people tell me a bubbly and welcoming personality so i've had to adjust the way i go like not joking saying oh hey hi how are you whatever i just go in hey what do you need done and go out but then then that comes off as you being a bitch or not being a part of the team or whatever it is i'm not really sure what to do other than finding a team that has that respect and fits into kind of what i'm looking for instead of trying to change the world i just find what puzzle i fit into instead of being a piece that doesn't fit because it's not worth my time until i get to that that i'm the forewoman or the gc or whatnot and i'll sit there and be like none of this crap and that's the dream and the goal one day but until then like i just managed to land a gig with an awesome plaster kian reed and he kind of knows what i went through and i mean it seems like a it's going to be a good fit to go work in with or even the guys like i do some other work with a spray painting company everything and it's just it's fine i go in um yesterday i had the crew of the 20 year olds And they were better than all the other guys on the job site. So I just kind of see where I fit. I don't really have the time, patience, mental capacity. And it has to be in a position where, like, let's say I was working for you. And I said, hey, Manny, uh, genius over there thinks it's okay to run a mini strip show. And you're going to be like, hey, I'm going to take care of this. And that's never going to happen because I wouldn't allow that or I wouldn't even... It- the sense of it or even there's like a millisecond of someone thinking that bullshit it's not acceptable on any level think what you want i'm not one of those people that says you can't think or say what you want but be cognizant of where you are there's a time and a place a job site is a professional environment don't behave like that you want to think women are scum that's fine have your opinions i'm not quite here to change your opinions but remember when you're on a job site or you're working with somebody you're no longer in your own personal space you're in a community space a yeah. team space and it's important to respect that space kind of like going to the dog park the puppy is no longer at home it's no longer your turf you're in a neutral zone behave appropriately if you cannot behave appropriately go somewhere else This isn't the time or the place and more men that have been around and are leaders in the trade need to stand up and say like, you know, enough is enough. Again, going back to Brad Hanna. But you're seeing that. You're seeing some of that. I, I very, Brad Hanna, I comment on and I say it because he's very, he's a force. I'm surprised you don't know who he is. I'm trying to tone my days on social media because I actually want to go back to a life. Brad will call you out on and say it and everything too, which I've seen it on him and I've seen it boldly and bluntly. And I, 
the respect that comes out of there. And there's a lot of guys that are on my Instagram who will talk shit about Brad and will send me messages. And I will sit there and I will defend Brad Hanna through and through. But that's the nature of keyboard warriors and everybody is just some sort of Goliath mentor that they feel their voice is bigger than this person's voice. So then I'll talk shit about somebody else and then I'll do it behind my keyboard. But you'll never say it in person. I want to just backtrack a tiny bit, right? Because the thing is, a lot of people don't know a lot more about you. I know that we want to, I'm going to continue talking about this. This is an important subject and I want to continue talking about this. I want to go from, you're university educated. Yeah. You got into construction. You've got all these other things that are going on. You got to let the listeners know all about that. How how did you actually get to the point where you're self-taught? Yes, I am. In construction and other aspects as well, too. So it's like, this is a rarity, right? (laughs) You got to let them know how and why. I mean, it's not really a fun story. I did what you're supposed to do, finished high school, went to university. I own... Majored in... I have a triple degree from the University of Waterloo. I hold an honors Bachelor of Science with a specialty in drugs and addiction study for health promotion. And I have a minor in gerontology, sexuality, marriage, and family studies. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I went, a, uh, I got into university. I, I loved it. Even knowing know what I know now, I would have never given up my university education. It was very important. I wish when I was in university, somebody had thrown me onto a construction site and said, go do it. And that's what I tell all the kids now. I'm like, go onto a construction site, even as a laborer or something. See what trade you like. Even if you don't like it, you at least know you don't like it. Trades are dying. My mom was very much, it was my mom and my, me and my two sisters. And one thing she instilled upon me was, you don't need a man to do anything. If you need to do it, get your ass up and go do it yourself. And my dad was 51 years older than me. He had me three days before his 51st birthday. I was a teenager raising a senior, essentially. Mm. So I didn't have that manly dad figure. My dad was like a little baby to me. I had to take care of him. He didn't cook. He didn't clean. I smoked, drank, everything. So I was the one taking care of him. So I learned to do everything myself. He wasn't good with money back in 2015. We had a major insurance claim. And I wanted to save him money. And I'm pretty good with skills. So I figured out how to do most of it myself. The only contractor I ever hired, he was super nice. And he ended up taking me into a lot of suppliers, showing me how to do stuff and whatnot. Like showing me how to do a lot of things. We're good friends and everything. Now he helped me out a lot because he saw I wasn't doing it to be cheap or save money. I was doing it to save my dad money who didn't have a lot of money or whatever. I presumed he didn't have a lot of money. He was super great. We ended up being great friends. Used to take me to job sites, everything. Uh, just when we were on the tail end of the reno, my dad actually threw me out because my dad just likes to do that. He's been throwing me out since I was six. It's kind of like, oh, my dad gets mad. He changes the locks and throws you out. It's just kind of who he is. Okay. But normally when he did that, I was away at school. So I would just take off to school. And then four months later, he calmed down and called me and said, come home. So he ended up throwing me out. I ended up getting my own place and I moved out. And the girl I lived with, she's a developer her dad's a builder and her mom was a real estate agent so her dad who i refer to as my dad now i call him grandpa would drag my ass out of bed at five in the morning every day he'd like sweetheart let's go Uh, (laughs) i learned a very hard way when you're taking a nail or screw out of a stud do not stand in front of the crowbar (laughs) and when my where's the scar right here ouch (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. we, we all have it. Trust me. We all have it. Grandpa's an asshole. <laughs> and when I showed him my like bleeding face, he goes, well, sweetheart, did you learn a lesson? That's how you learn. <laughs> yeah, I threw the crow- crowbar at him and told me he's a fucking asshole. Did he duck? No. He took it? No, I didn't hit properly. <laughs> <laughs> I See, made a hole in the a wall. A little bit of experience there. That's all it was. But that was the second lesson. First time throwing a crowbar. Don't throw a fucking crowbar. They don't throw straight. No, That's the thing about crowbars. I hit something else and he's like, sweetheart, you're, who's going to fix the hole in the wall? I'm you're like, fixing it now. <laughs> so yeah, he dragged me out to construction sites. But, I, but you're going into university and like, when, when did the construction like sprinkle you, like, you well there you, when at that moment so, but you were telling people even in university days that you should get on a job site even learn no it. no I was saying I, that's what I tell people now they should I wish I had done that because you look back on the university yeah. days and your fellow students there and you're like thinking some of them didn't really belong there they should no, have no, maybe no. tried no 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 I'm just saying oh hi Nico Sir, Sir Nicholas needs a little bit of attention right now you want to say hi to everybody <laughs> is he going to bark again are you going to wolf wolf <laughs> You know what? I've done so many shows and so many things have been expressed on this show, and I've never thought for the life of me would I ever hear a dog barking on this show who's now walking all over. Nico, come here. Come sit. Oh. (laughs) Now he's drinking my water. Um, no, I okay, was saying, sorry. Let's get back. I, th- I threw you off track here. Let's get back no, on track. No, it was. I, I wish I had done it. Like, I was a nightclub bartender. So that's what I did through university, which. Yeah, again, there's so many things that are on the resume. It's yeah. insane. I drove trains at the CNE, everything. And I mean, it was great. It was an experience. But I got into the trades a lot later in my life. And I wish it was something I had started earlier because I think I would be further along in my trade, as Brad Hanna calls it, early retirement. It's true. So that's it. It's, it is the way it is. And I mean, I'm happy with the skills that I have, but I wish I spent my summers nightclubs on the weekends and the week I wish I had gone on to a construction site. But you were saying just before off, like off mic, before we got started, you would go to job sites and just watch. This, so this is um, when I was telling you when I was living, when my dad threw me out. Grandpa started taking me to sites. Stupid me moved back in with my dad, and they were redoing the corridors and whatnot, the wallpaper and stuff in the halls. So I asked the guy, I'm like, do you mind if I watch you while you do it and help you out? And he's like, completely sure. So for 26 floors, I watched him do wallpaper. And that's how I learned how to wallpaper. On your own time, just interest. Sat there and watched him. Helped him out when I could. Observe, see but what But then the did. actual taping and, and like where where did all the skill set came from? Like where do you, did people teach you some tricks? Or were nope. you just paying attention online? Did you paying Google it. some YouTube video? Hanging out on sites? Taping was more Instagram. And I had a couple of people give me a shot. So one of my first real, I wouldn't say it's a construction job because it was a handy service. I kind of got a feel for everything there, what I liked, what I didn't like. Taping was more of a hobby trade opposed to trade that I went into. Like by trade, I'm a painter, wallpaper, decorative finishes. I like it. Taping was just, if you're a taper, you know, you either have the bug or you don't. There's just something about it. And not everybody can tape. There's um, a special breed. I've said it before. That it's a special breed of person that handles that trade. To me, it's weird if somebody doesn't like taping. To me, it's awesome to be able to like 
take your mud and take your knife, your hawk, and just do one nice glass skim coat. Like, it's so satisfying. But not everybody has that skill. I've seen four men that I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Some genius at the slash. I took my level five Zanilas and was scraping something. I'm like, whoever touches my knives is about to die. <laughs> put down the Nilas, put down the level five. And if anybody touches my Columbia blades, we're going to have an issue. Step away. People see things and they just go, oh, I'll use this to scrape up some nail heads or something on the floor. That's perfectly fine, right? Little little gouge into your blade? No, not fine, right? It's insane. I know. You should at least ask if you want to ask so then you can be told, no, you can't use that. That's not a blade for scraping crap on the floor. If you guys could only see my face right I now. I know. You're doing quite the interesting looking face here. I know. I get it. I've been asked that question before. You don't. You don't ask if you can use a no. freaking $100 blade to scrape the no. floor, you no. moron. No, you don't. That's why you go to Princess Auto and you get their blades and they can do that and you can do all kinds of flooring with no, that. No, that's when we call, get another job and get the fuck out of my job site. <laughs> no, like, oh uh, my God. And literally my foreman was like, oh, well, that's what they're meant for. I'm like, you go get your shitty, prettier Richards or whatever the hell they're car Whatever works for whoever yeah, and their skill. That's not, all it is. Not my blades. Okay. Like, take the boxes. That's fine. Not my hand tools. I was just in at CSR on Monday and I spent 200 bucks on knives. Hi, Nico. Nico wants to hold my hands. Um, Pup, <laughs> he's sit- Pupstruction, right? Pupstruction. Yeah. He's part of it. He's my inspiration. He's sitting on the table right now, guys. Were you looking at him when you came up with that name or that name came and just it just came? Well, Pup being construction, what do you get? No, but I would never have thought that too. That's actually a brilliant name. I love that name. Yeah, Pupstruction. It's my Nico. Well, how do you embody two things you love? My there puppy in construction. Obstruction. That's what Obstruction. it is. All right. Let's get back on track here. And I want to get back to the job site. The thing is that you're 3% of the workforce. That's it? That's that's on Canada, right? You're 3% of the workforce. And then you've got to deal with the 97% of the workforce. But you keep on coming across this. And I'm just trying to figure out what can we do or what can you do or what can change? What do you, you want more of the four people to actually come and step forward and say, you can't be doing this. You can't be acting like that. It's not only just saying you can't do it. You have to have repercussions. You have to have consequences. Okay. Sorry. Technical difficulties. Somebody has to go up and say, no, there has to be a no tolerance. Like there's, racism sexism everything you have to put a stop to it and unfortunately unless you're on like a major site like alice down or something there's not much and even then how do you go from where you are on the food chain to higher ups to somebody who can do it and more than being consequences it's that person who's in a role of power respect or whatnot saying like no this is not okay Me personally, I think it's one of those topics where you don't really need to give somebody a first chance. There's certain things you just don't say. It's not really acceptable. And I publicly shame people. I'll stop guys when they misbehave. And I'm like, where do you think that's appropriate? Like (laughs) one guy um, on one of the job sites right across my place I had, they had some scrap material and I was like, hey, like, do you mind if I grab like the two by fours? And he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. And he took my number and he's like, you know, if there's something else, like I'll let you know, right? Whatever I needed. So I was like, sure. Cool. And I get a message from him. No word of a lie. He was like, 
so what do I get? And as a joke, I was like, you know, you made a puppy very happy because it was to build uh, Nico some stuff. And he's like, no blowjob. What the fuck? Literally. And he sent it to me in a text. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? And I, I got, hold on. I'm going to pull up the messages right now. I don't even know where it is. Probably deleted it. But no, he was like, literally, like, no blowjob. That was his response. Yeah, that's, yeah. How did you respond to that? I'm trying to figure out. Oh, here. Oh, sorry. Wrong guy. I, I shitted on John for no reason. It wasn't John. Um, but again, it goes back to guys shouldn't even be asking that question. Okay, so here you go. Buddy's name was Matthew. Sorry, John. Wrong guy. John's a really nice guy. <laughs> so I was like, thanks for the material, bro. Thanks for the materials. He's like, yeah, no problem. I'm going to let you know when there's some more kicking around. I got you the materials, but what do I get in return? Ha ha. I was like, the joy of knowing you made a puppy very happy. He's like, no blowjobs. Ha ha. I was like, that's rude. He's like, I was just asking. Ha ha ha. I'm like, you can go blow yourself. That's a pretty nasty and disgusting thing to say. What happened to class? I'm sorry. I just asked. What kind of stupid thing is that to ask? Like, seriously, who grounds asking people stuff like that? How is it even acceptable? What were kind of response were you expecting? Okay, no problem. I'll see you around. I mean, you could answer the question if you were stupid enough to even write something like that. And I never heard back from him. Wait a minute. He said that last part? Yeah. You could just answer the question. Oh, if no, you that's what I said. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was asking the question. Yeah. I mean, like, holy shit. So he was just fishing. He was just taking a chance and he was just going to say this and that was it. But how, like, uh, But he would never do that to a guy. I, I don't even think he would say that to me in person. And guys no, think no he would use his device. And I agree with you that he's going to hide behind a device mm-hmm. to just try. Mm-hmm. And if it maybe works out, it works out. If it doesn't work out, then so be it. It's done. It's not even construction, guys. There's a guy in my building who said the same thing, like made he thought was a subtle remark. Because uh, I groom dogs too, and he needed his dog groom. So he's like, oh, what what would a guy do to let you know he wants to sleep with you or something? And I was like, he goes on Tinder and he swipes right, like <laughs> to kind of get a hint. And then the next night, like I just met him the day before. He's like, oh, why don't you come over and anything? And I got a bad vibe. And I was like, no, I don't go to strange guy's house at night, like not really my style. And he's like, oh, I guess I wasn't subtle in my intentions. I'm like, no, that's why I made the Tinder remark. And I'm just like, uh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. And then I saw him outside the next time, fully weighs me down, and I run to like the closest friend. I'm like, yo, that's fruity tootie, save me. <laughs> and I probably, I tell, like, there's so many dog parents in our building, and I go for walks with them and stuff, and, I, and I'll publicly shame people like that. I'll be like, oh, this is what he said to me. Or I'll be like, oh, no blowjob remarks today? And they run away because they're little cowards. Of course. I'm if you're going to say something, own it. Brad Hanna, he'll say what he's got to say and he holds his head high. But the cowards hide behind the keyboard. Of course they do. That's what they do. Of course. I mean, I don't, for the life of me, I I could never like, oh, Nico's not very happy. (laughs) You want to say hi? Say hi. He doesn't like the microphone. No, he wants to say hi, Papa. He's probably wondering what's going on. Okay, moving on. Don't don't step on this. Don't step on this. I still find it fascinating when you first told me about how it's easier to get rid of the trades woman. Mm-hmm. 
than it is to get the tradesmen to understand mm -hmm. that she's a tradesperson that mm -hmm. wants to be in this industry. And again, and she has a skill set too. <coughs> she has a skill set attached to that. And I'm better than you, probably. And, yeah, and that's the sad thing is because there are some, the, quite a few hacks in the industry that are in there, and mm -hmm. just because they're a man, yep. they're in the industry and they're accepted. Yep. And like that last place I was at that I was mentioning, I saw the quality of work, and I was laughing because they had dirty rollers, paint drips, and everything. And there's this project manager who was a woman, and she came in and. She was the kind of woman that gives women a, women a bad rap. Like, she'd come in and just start barking commands. She'd take, like, her roll of tape and start taping stuff. And I'd look at her and be like, I'm not done with deficiencies. I don't want to see your tape roll. When I'm done, you don't need to come and snap your fingers, say, what the fuck is this? Like, I took the elevator one day. She's like, do you see my face? I'm mad. And the guys are like, nobody wants to mess with Bina or the wrath of Bina. And I'm like, as a woman, I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't need people to be fearful of you or to incur your wrath. Treat people with respect. When I ask the guys, hey, like I'm a little, I'm a tiny girl. I sometimes the bucket lids are very strong. I'll be like, can you guys open that bucket lid for me? I have no problem asking for help. If there's a small space, I'll be like, don't stress yourself out. I'll go do it. That brings up a good point there because the thing is you'll get a lot of these older dogs in the dog park who don't know how to socialize talking about how women don't belong on the job site, on a construction site, because they can't lift, which is total bullshit, because I've said it over and over, you're never the only person on a job site. There's always more than one. And if there's more than one, then you should have the kind of job site that you can go up to another tradesperson mm -hmm. and go, listen, take half. Just give me a hand, take half. Yesterday we were doing a demo, and young guy, and he's like lifting shit, and I'm like, move, let me help you. Like When you're 20, yeah, you're the Hulk, but... It will catch up to you eventually. You'll have oh, injuries yes, and the injury will stay for you for life. And I told the boys this yesterday. I'm like, don't kill yourself. It's a job. They'll replace you while you're sitting in the emergency room. It's a freaking job. percent. They will. Don't kill you. You're, you have one body. You can get a million jobs. Don't stress your body out. Don't ask more of your body. It's stupid. Even if I can lift something, if somebody's there, I'd be like, you know, grab half of it or whatnot. Right now I'm working with a broken foot even. And I told the guys like, I'm not allowed to climb up ladders. So you go freaking do it. I'm not going to kill myself over a job because when my body goes out or gives out on me, I can't do anything. I know that you're in the taping industry. So how is all the PPE? Because when I learned earlier on in the industry that you know, the drywall dust is far worse than silica dust. Nothing is worse than drywall dust. Nothing. It's insane. Drywall dust is bad. And I know that you, you were telling me off, Mike, that you, you try to be as good a taper and finisher so then you can dry uh, sand as little as possible because you're allergic to drywall dust. I, so I'm not actually allergic, allergic but, but you're, I'm scared But you're of allergic it. to it to the point that you need to be perfection. So it's... I wouldn't say that. Like, again, I'm a smaller woman, so... I don't have big ass, like your arm is probably the size of my entire torso right now. <laughs> um, I don't really have the muscle capacity to be sanding walls all day. And I joke, I'm a guys, like I'm, I'm scared of sanding. When I tape, I go as if I'm sanding it or the person after me isn't going to be like, what the hell happened here? Yeah. Like, and a lot of the guys I was working with, they would just finish what they quote unquote called a level five finish. And I'm like, what the 
fuck is that? They're like, oh, just put another coat on it. I'm like, no. Like, when it's a bad coat, you can't get another nice coat on it. So I make sure my coats are good to minimize sanding. If not, what I tell everybody, please go get a power sander. If not, I'm sick on sanding day. Festool. Yo, Festool, if you're listening to this, please send me a Plainex too. <laughs> I promise I'll take really good care of it. I'll take lots of pictures. I'll do whatever you want. Just please don't ever they make won't, me send it. They won't send it to you. I'm going to put my money down and, and they won't send it to okay, you. Okay, Manny wants one. I, um, I have one. I have one. Manny and wants another one. <laughs> no, they won't send it to me either because I just speak my mind. I don't play to that game. And it's pissed off certain people, and so be it. Okay, Nico wants one, guys. How are you going to say no to a puppy? You know what? I bet you if you're creative enough, you could probably package this and spin it and work it in a way that it can get to Festool, and they'll probably get it to you through Nico. Okay, I Nico. bet you any money. Can you tell the lovely people at Festool, Mama needs a sander? <laughs> say, you need a sander too. Drywall dust isn't... Okay, so once upon a time, Nico, and why he's banned from taping job sites... Okay, so say, okay, I'm going to guilt Fuzz Tool into this. So Nico was about six months old, and I took him to a site to help my friend out whose taper bailed on her. And Genius over here decided to go roll around in all the dust. And then, being my baby, decided to take his water, throw it all over the floor, and then roll around in it and turned into... White. No, he is white. He had mud on him. Oh, he's... Cr- uh, well... It yeah. was the dust and everything, and it was all in his hair. And, and it, it was all, all sticky, pasty. and No, he he was like sheetrock hard. Oh, wow. Thank God it was in Durabon. Is, I guess, all <laughs> you I imagine if it was Durabon and he got all his fur, you'd be shearing him, wouldn't you be? That's not funny. I'm just saying you would be shearing him. Oh, this is before I learned how to groom, so I'd be calling my groomer crying and getting a really big speech. I'm just talking about if that was Durabon and oh, he was rolling around. I'm yeah, just saying. So... so because of that, Nico got banned from once we put up the board. Sometimes I let him come on tape coat day, depending what the site looks like. But other than that, he's banned till uh, painting. As a taper, it's very important festival for you to provide moms of cute little Nikos with Plainex 2s plus the Cyclone. I wish you, honestly, all the best with that. I hope you get it. I have my opinion about it, but I hope you get it. I really do. Come on, Festool. Support the women in trades, okay? Support the poppies of moms in trades. <laughs> you know what? Since you are a taper and a finisher, why don't we just get down? I know you briefly talked about it. Your love and hate or whatever to certain brands, certain knives, certain tools, techniques. I wouldn't say I, I hate any knives. Um, I Dislike? Do have... No. I, R- I wouldn't say dislike. Richard? I don't hate them. These two are having a little bit of a bromance. I just want to make sure that he doesn't touch anything that unplugs or something. Oh, um, no, he's generally pretty good. He's just naughty. Sorry, Uh, what were we talking about? No, it's not that I don't hate Richards. It's, I mean, it's good for some people like it. I have nothing wrong with them. Different hands, how you work and everything is different. With me having smaller hands and doing more finishes, I'm a big fan of the Neela. So when the level five knives came out, the stainless steel ones, it was actually, again, Mr. Brad Hanna, who said they were really good. And Brad's never given me a bad recommendation. So I took them up on there and I picked up the level five ones and I already had the Neela. But the Neelas are, um, they're like the finer finishes, super delicate. Like they're not made for rough work. They're made for finishes and pretty finishes. Don't they also make a line just for... 
all types of different finishes, not just plaster finishes. They do a different line. I, I'm, I'm, or maybe I'm mistaking it. I mean, they have their knives. They've got trowels. Um, they've got their skinny knives. They have skimming blades and everything. But the quality of Anila, like, I wouldn't take Anila to do concrete work. You'll take your no, marshal no, 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 yeah. So Anila's, they're fantastic, but at $30 a knife on a commercial job site, I'm not running through knives like crazy. And it's not Eugene, worth it. My buddy at a CSR, Eugene. Eugene's my favorite. That's actually how I started talking to Brad Hanna because we have a love of Eugene and CSR. Eugene doesn't fuck up, but Eugene's expensive. <laughs> and Eugene's the best. <laughs> And he's always happy to see Nico. So Nico loves him. So as a woman, I like how Nila's. So when I sorry going back to this. So I got the level five knives on Brad Hanna's recommendation. I actually ran into him at the store that day and he was really nice. And he came around and helped me do some shopping. And I told him, I'm like, I don't care for them as much as I do the Nila's. So again, with Brad being Brad, he asked me, what don't you like about them? And I was like, that's a good question. And I don't like them, but I don't know what I don't like. So when I was doing these deficiencies in this unit, because I was doing everything by hand, what I realized is level fives are great when you've got flat boarding and your boarding and taping it is great. Goes on really nice, but there's not a lot of give room. Nila's are a lot more flexible. So when you're doing deficiencies and your walls aren't in the greatest condition, they give you that wiggle room that you need a little more. So I guess it wasn't that I didn't like the level fives. It's that they were better suited to another job. So my go-tos are level five. The Nila's are my absolute favorite. And craft I use for like their bucket scoop. Uh, they were their actually the first real knife I got. And I saw them and I knew about Eugene. And that's how I ended up at CSR. Because I walked in, I'm like, I need one of these. And then Eugene was like, no, you need one of these. <laughs> and that's why we go see Eugene. Mudwise, you don't care? It's whatever is provided, or you do care? No, I do care. I mean, I fucking hate five-minute mud. After that week of spending a bag mixing five-minute mud every five minutes, I never want to see five-minute mud again. I absolutely hate it. Because it finishes like crap. Not it, it. It lasts, I mean, it doesn't even last five minutes unless you have something that you need to do right away. Like for one or two holes, five minutes is fine. Or if you want to get multiple coats on in a day or something, right? People don't realize that it's five minutes of working time, not five minutes to sand. So you'll still get that moisture and only an idiot is going to paint or tape over that. I mean, I just don't like using dryers in general. I believe in waiting the full amount and proper time to dry it. Drywall Shorty is a big fan of Plus 3. On her recommendation, I actually like that. I'm not even familiar with Plus 3. Who makes that? I don't think it's not certainty. It's the other one. It's uh, sheetrock. Sheet CGC. Yeah, US, USG or CGC or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, USG. So they make it. Yeah. So I like that one. And then I also like the uh, same company, their purple bucket. The, it's not dust free, but the minimal dust one. It's like a dust list or CGC. something like that. Yeah, CGC as well. You like that stuff? Dust control, there you go. So yeah, yeah CGC, sheetrock, dust control. That's really good. Um, I'm a big fan of Durabond. But not all tapers do Durabond, right? Not to tape. For pre-fill? For pre-fill. That's what I'm saying. But even for pre-fill, not a lot of tapers will do it. I love Durabond. Durabond in 90 minutes. Absolutely love. Uh, the sheetrock easy sand is really easy to sand, which yeah. I like. But for your finish, finish coat. Plus three or dust control. Okay. And plus three is probably better. 
five minute mud is not what you use for a finish no. coat. That, that's that's a four person that's actually coming up with that, suggesting that. That's not a taper that's coming up and suggesting that. That was what the guy told me. He's like, put some five minute mud on it. And I'm like, do you know the amount of time you spend mixing five minute mud? And I've got one of the OX whips, the mud pen whips. So I had that to do it. I'm like, if not, you spend four minutes mixing the five minutes. I, I hate five minute mud. And you're definitely a hawk girl, right? Huh? You're a hawk girl. What does that mean? Or a pen. Oh, hawk. sorry. I uh, completely misunderstood that. I was hawk. like, what did you just you're say to me? No, you're a hawk. Um, s- no, I'm actually uh, a mud pen and knife girl. Again, really? Smaller hands. You got to think when that thing's completely loaded, it's a lot heavier. Starting to get onto the hawk, but sometimes I'm not really paying attention and mud falls everywhere. I've only ever seen, I'm always in awe of certain tapers. And I think the ones that I've seen that I'm in awe of, it's always been a hawk. That's why I keep on saying the hawks, right? And, and, and I, I never understood pans. I started seeing pans when I started seeing it on TV shows. And it just gave me more ammunition to not like it because it's not a reflection of reality. It is. I mean, again, it goes to what works well for you. And I always say that. It, always, it, it goes down to whatever is working best for you as your profession, your trade, your scope of work, your job, all that stuff. Whatever works best for you, 100%. I have nothing against a hawk. I like it. It's good for certain things. I've just, I've used pans just because my hands are smaller and when I'm not paying attention and I can hold it and I can drop it down and I'm usually doing two or three things at the same time. So a hawk, you actually have to put down somewhere properly. A pan, you just drop wherever the hell you You are. You got to be conscious of how you left the mud on the hawk and where the hawk's going to go. A pan can just sit anywhere almost. And sometimes on job sites, all you have to clean is a bucket. So the the pan fits in the bucket a lot better. I mean, that's just my personal preference. Sunena. Yes. That's what it is. I keep thinking to say sun, but it's not. It's sun. Sunena. Su. Yeah. Oh, and I really like the easy fill dust away from certain teed. I like that. And then the certain teed taping mud is the best for. Oh taping. wait, there's something else that we talked, we chatted about how you absolutely hate mesh tape. Oh my god, it should be illegal. <laughs> and what should be legal? Fiber fuse. Fiber Everybody fuse. should have fiber fuse, and corner bead should be eliminated because it's terrible. Corner bead in general. No, just the metal corner bead. The Trim metal t- corner bead. Trimtex is awesome. So why is Trimtex awesome? Trimtex is a more durable product. They've got more variations of their product. Um, I can't remember who has it. It might actually be Trimtex. You can smash up the corner of it. You It won't damage the whole bead. You don't have to replace it. It's stronger. It's easier to tape. Sometimes people think by using a cheaper product, your end result will be cheaper. And it's... Like, let's yeah, but say, Trimtex is more expensive, isn't it? It is, but some people think by getting the corner bead, well, corner bead's cheaper than Trimtex, so my cost at the end is cheaper. No, because you're spending more time finishing it, you're spending more time using mud, like with bub board. Bub board's an additional expense, but you're getting better joints, you're, you don't have to expand them as much. But again, logic seems to... But it always goes back to the job site, the trade person, the scope of work, and the budget... Sometimes though, people don't even know about it. This last site I was at, I was like, I don't use corner bead. I use Trimtex. And they're like, what the hell is Trimtex? What's reveal bead? What's an architectural bead? I got to hook all of them up with my buddy Eugene because Eugene teaches me. Like I can't go see, I see well, Eugene I mean, you twice can, a year. Yeah, you can go into any of those suppliers. You can even go into a big box supplier and they have more than just a corner bead. 
They're doing also paper corner beads. They're also doing like a D200 or something. They're doing a reveal. They're doing everything. How do they not know? Not at Home Depot and stuff. Yes, they are. They're there. I haven't seen them. They're they're there. I'm just saying that they're there. So it's just if these guys are not paying attention to what else is out there other than a corner metal bead. They don't know they exist. Like even I was fixing this as a condo and they had damaged corners and everything. And some places just had two pieces of drywall that I had to turn into a corner. I'm like, go buy a B, oh, sorry, a box of no code or level line, whatever the hell you want. Let me put it on. They're like, no, 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 just make a corner. I'm like, the amount of time I spent making that corner with hot mud, you could have just bought the damn box and I could have done three units with it. I, I, I don't know. I, I, they literally told me to go fix a corner. They're like, take mesh, put them so it almost meets and tape over it. I'm like, whatever you guys are paying me. <laughs> Sure. So I even use five minute mud just to make them happy. But you don't want to use it for yourself. I, I, I don't use five minute mud unless I have a gashing hole I need to fix or it's the only thing I have. Have you learned everything? No, God, no. No, in construction. Have you gotten already a lay of the land? Because I know you're going to be working with Kieran, right? So he's going to actually teach you a few things. Uh, that's a whole other level of oh, yeah. learning. And it's funny how there's all the tapers out there, all the drywallers out there, and, and, and for whatever reason, they think that they're perfect, and that's what the whole industry is all about. Oh, God, no. It's not. It's, oh, God, no. It's, it's a whole team collaborative effort of all tradespeople to make a project what it is. Of course. And I mean, with any trade, I mean, I'm, I'm hitting that point in my life where I'm no longer the young, I'm younger than most of the trades, but... On the educated, you have the older trade guys who've done it their way, the new guys who have no freaking clue what they're doing. Like, what? What's a corner bead? What's no code? Where you're like, oh God, please somebody shoot me. I'm telling you, Eugene needs to like run a school. Like Eugene's the freaking best. When I first started taping, he honestly helped me out so much because I would go in with my jobs and be like, yo, Eugene, like this is what I need to do. He'd ask me what I was doing. He'd give me some tips or whatnot. I never look at the bill. He gives me whatever I need. He takes the credit card. I put it in my PIN number and I never look at the receipt till the job is done and I've used everything he's given me. And I was like, damn, I love you. I'm like, fuck, that was an expensive bill. But he That's when me you look at it? Yeah, I, I never look at the bill when he gives it to me, ever. So where are you going from here? I'm going to see Kian Reed. <laughs> I mean, in general, overall scope, you've got such a, a CV, and now you're in construction. I get the sense that you don't want to leave construction anytime uh, no. soon. God, no. That you actually have a lot of skills still to learn. Of course. That you actually want to... Put your hands on certain projects and learn better skill sets. Of course. Eventually what's going to happen is you're going to get these younger trades coming up asking your opinion on how to do something, how to build oh something. I might cry then. That's going to happen though. That Every contractor that comes into this business, every tradesperson that comes into this business eventually becomes a teacher. It is your duty if you get into construction, to teach the next. you have to be a teacher. If you're not interested in being a teacher, then you're just an asshole. That's just <laughs> how it is. You have to pass on these tricks, these skills, these everything. I will teach somebody who wants to learn and who is willing to learn. Somebody who wants to teach me has no place with me. I've been very lucky. Like there are the douchebags and the tools that I meet. I always tell the boys, pick up a tool, don't be a tool. And there some people like the 23-year-old I was working with yesterday, he was a very nice guy. Like he was young and he was immature and a part of me had to realize, "Okay, wait, I'm not the 20-year-old anymore. It's 
It's like having a puppy. My puppy is no longer the baby. All the puppies we meet and hang out with, he's the one who socializes them. He's super good off leash and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, it's my puppy teaching the other puppies. And I'm like, I have to do that in trades. So when the guys come in, I'm like, okay, demo day. Mask, very important. Gloves, very important. Steel show boots, your friends. And they're like freaking kicking stuff. I'm like, don't do that without boots. Ow. I'm like, what did I just say? Put on a mask. No, I don't need a mask. Okay, where's the mask? I'm like, why doesn't anybody listen to me? Are these kids coming from a formal education or are they just coming right yeah, into the, really? some. So one was this one kid I was talking about. He's an accountant by trade. And I told him, I'm like, he was, you could see he was perceptive to learn. So I was like, okay, this and that. I'm like, and I told him, I was like, go to a job site, see if you like it. Worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to hate it. And I tell him the same story of how I wish I had done it. But what if you love it? I mean, finish your education. I always, I'm a big believer in a university education. Just it's a life experience. It's three to four years of your life. It teaches you some sort of discipline and understanding, just a basic knowledge. Uh, when you see like right now with COVID going and why not, not me being a health studies major, I have my op- own opinion about the vaccine and whatnot based on what I had learned. Occupational health was a great thing to learn. Uh, one of the kids yesterday had one of their fingers like seized because they were doing demo and he was scared. And I'm like, no, I explained it to him. I'm like, that's just what happens when your muscles are repeatedly used and you have a lack of oxygen. For the first time. Yeah. And like, to me, <laughs> I've seen that on my job site with a kid and I'm like, dude, man, what's wrong with you? I'm pushing 50 and I'm doing the same work that you're doing and I'm not having these kinks. They're not used to it. Their body's not used yep. to it. Yeah. And explaining it to them like it's OK, like, you know, that's your body telling you, hey, slow the hell down, take a break, listen to your body. And I'm very there's people who literally want you working every five seconds on a job site. And I tell the guys all the time, I have no one of my friends I was working for and I called him one day and he's like, are you talking to me all my time? I'm like, listen, you asshole. First of all, I'm cleaning the tools, but I knew you were going to say that. The guys knew I was a friend of him. So they're constantly trying to work. And this guy looked like he was going to pass out. I literally took away all his tools. I said, go sit down and don't come back till you sat down for 10 minutes. Here's a bottle of water. Go drink it. I don't need you passing out because when you're passed out, that does me no good. Sit down, relax. It's the guys who want to walk around with a piece of sandpaper and do fuck all that I have a problem with. But I'm like, the performers. Yes. The actors. Yeah. So even the guy yesterday, like he was working hard. He did a, it was his first demo. He did fantastic. But I was like, sit down. If you really need to be doing something, here's a bucket. Go wash the taping tools. When I want to sit down, I wash the taping tools. It's amazing. I see the young kids try to do things wrong physically, not understanding that you're missing using the most important muscle in your body, Mm -hmm. which is your mind. Your mind's not actually a muscle, technically speaking. It's not technically. It has no muscle capacity, and it's not made of the right cellular structure. I totally believe you, but they're not using it to think. But you can't say it was a muscle. It's not a muscle. So they're not using their mind. Yes, it's an organ technique. Thank you for correcting me. Health studies majors here, okay? University of Waterloo. And Academy. I'll get to and I'll get to that. Uh, but I, I was just going to say that I've got Dimitri, who owns Pure Performance, coming on the show, and this is a show that I wanted to do for the longest time because I want to talk about physical and health, and I want to talk about what tradespeople are doing, and I want to. And he's going to get into this. He's going to be specific about 
what certain trades are doing wrong or doing to actually damage their bodies and not understanding that they're damaging their bodies. Because there's a reason why you'll see these older trades yep. having a hard time to get out of a chair. Yep. There's a reason why they have a hard time climbing stairs. And I don't want these young guys and girls to do that. To do that. I the want them to retire early and enjoy a life physically and mentally. One thing, and I mean, I'm no physiology expert, but with my basic healthcare knowledge and kind of going back to your question about hawk or a pan, it's always good to keep a variety and switch it up. So one reason I I keep a lot to teach, of knives. To, to, to sharpen your skills? No, this has nothing to do with your skills. But if you're grasping a knife or different sizes, you're holding it a different way. You're exerting a different pressure. So if you're constantly switching it all day, and now your hands are in a new position, you're holding something new, you're doing something different. It's the repetitive and the same movement that'll cause the most amount of damage. Yeah. So switch it up. Find, yeah, for skills, it's great. But switch it up. Figure out another way to do something because you want to work not just one muscle. It's. I totally agree with you on that. Anything in life, like even say you have a wire or something. My friend is a good analogy. So we had our computer cables when we were in school and she'd always roll it or fold the cable in the exact same way. And where the bends were. So think of your phone charging cable. So where the bends were, those would be where the wires wore out quickly. So if you kept bending it in a different way or folding it in a different way or the wear and tear on your wire was less because you're not using the same thing over and over yeah. again. One thing and why I guess I can do so many trades and I enjoy doing so many trades is because I'm not always doing the same thing. One day I'm painting, one day I'm taping, one day I'm... Okay, not, not one day, but different jobs. So I'm using all my skills, all my tools, but I'm not always using my hands in the same way. I'm not always bending the same way. Work smarter, don't work harder. Don't be bending down to get mud. Get a freaking piece of plywood, get some wheels on it, or put it on top of a bucket. Me being a petite female, I am lazy. So I will find the most efficient it's, way to do something. It's funny you bring that up because this morning I just needed four sheets of drywall. So I ended up at Home Depot. One of the employees there said, you need a hand. Sure. And I said, yeah, you want to take half of it, whatever. Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah, but why don't we pick from this bottom pile here? And I said, no, because it's down there. Why don't we just pick from here where it's eye level and I could just slide it right onto the cart. Yeah. That's basically. And I was also going to say that all you trades people out there, I don't think I've ever shared this on the show is what I learned when I was in my film days, when you go and find your safety boots or your safety shoes, whatever you want to wear, and you wear it, wear it for a little while, and they're comfortable and you like it, do yourself a favor and go buy exactly the same pair, a second pair. Nope. And Yes, and do yourself a favor. At lunchtime, change your shoes. Oh, okay. That's I where I was going with it. So then you're not wearing the same safety footwear all day long for 10 hours. Yeah. Change your Rotate. shoes halfway through. Insoles. Insoles are very important. But not um, everybody can afford, like, you're going to get insoles for every piece of footwear that you, you have? Like, you know, with my construction shoes, so, I mean, I lost my insoles that came with the shoes. Go get one of those gel ones. Put them in your work shoes just for structural support. If you're, the arc in your foot is not proper, it'll cause a major amount of pain. So if you're not walking, standing the same way, whatnot, like I hey, broke my foot, so I had an air cast. And at a certain point, even now, being on a different level with my shoe in the cast was more of a nuisance than it was a help. And I was like, screw the air cast. Can you just tell all the youngins out there, where does back pain start? I mean. Where does it start? Depends where your injury is. I mean, it'll start in from general. your feet. 
Yes. Your that's, feet. That's all I want. Yeah. If you're back. It's hard to tell them that because they don't understand it. They, you tell them, they tell you that their back is sore. They got a kink or something like that. It's and from then the you, way you lift because you're exerting pressure yeah, on your and back. And I, I said, look at your body and how you are and where it all starts. You look at the feet and then you work your way up and you'll start to notice that you may have dismissed the pain in your knees, mm -hmm. in your hamstrings, and then eventually got to your ass and it went to your lower back. That's what, and, but then you noticed it when it was your lower back. Mm -hmm. But by that time, it's already caused a, a bunch of damage. Use the muscles in your legs when I even saw this guy doing demo. And the guy who owns the company was really good. He said, buddy, don't kill yourself. Like, don't make it too heavy. And I had to yell at him a few times like, hey, put that shit down, sit down. And some people are like, what are you, mom? I'm like, I don't care if you want to call me names. Sit your ass down, drink some water. And I take care of my guys. When I'm watching guys or supervising, I'll be like, sit down, go take a lunch, take a fight. I don't care whose time I'm on because an injured worker is not acceptable. And you're right. They'll replace him or her in yeah. a heartbeat. It's just not acceptable to me. I sit down, have some water. There's there's no reason you need to be working every five seconds. And when I was working for my buddy's company, I told him to get the fuck off his own job site. I'm like, you know what, you jackass? You're running around, screwing your wife all day, playing on a boat. Be my guest. These guys are sitting here working their ass off, making you money. Have a freaking sense of decency. Let them take a five-minute day because they're making you money. And if they need to sit down for five minutes, listen to your body. Sit your ass down. Don't be a lazy jackass. But if you're working your ass off, you're allowed to take a five-minute break. Even sure if it's five-minute break sure. every hour, sit your ass down. I call those GCs cafe GCs. Why are they cafe GCs? Because they just hang out at the cafe. That's all they do. They don't hang out at the job site. Like I said, even if it's my friend's job, you can tell if, if I'm tired or I'm in pain and I'm working. I, I'm doing you no good. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to cause injuries, everything. And an employer or somebody who's supervising who doesn't give a shit about that isn't somebody you need to work no, for. That's not part of the team. That's not a part of the collective. That's not a part of the, the scope of work that you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And you got to treat everybody the same. I, I still sweep floors. I still pick up garbage. Everyone sweep floors. It's just, uh, it's just how it is. I will still do it till the day, my last day on a job site. People, you know, well, keep a clean job site too. Very important. Even yesterday when you were demoing, the kid was sweeping and I was like, you don't need to sweep now. And then he saw me sweeping at one point and he's like, well, why are you sweeping? I'm like, because I'm getting on my knees to demo these tiles. So I don't want to step on anything or put my knees on anything. A clean job site is a happy job site. You know, wear your masks. I know a lot of guys are so guilty. I don't need to need a mask. All tradespeople are so... there's. They're just stupid about it. It is. I and it's also it's just, I, and I, I'm gonna start telling them over and over when I did a podcast with Profasco, hearing protection. You guys don't understand that you're constantly using. I'm just saying, tradespeople in general. Oh yeah. Impact guns. Mm -hmm. Like just do yourself a favor, and the next time that your your rep comes along and they want to show you the new impact gun, mm -hmm. and they want to talk about all the bells and whistles of the new impact gun, just ask them one question. You don't care about any other detail on that impact gun. Just ask them one. DB. Tell me the DB, the decibel level on that gun. Mm -hmm. Tell me that. Because when your head is between two joists and you're screwing it and you're using it and it's reverbing back and forth and it starts affecting, affecting your hearing, you're going to understand something about DBs. we got to wrap it up soon. Mm -hmm. I know that you're, you're TikToking the dog. I'm actually just 
taking pictures for his Instagram right now. I'm a full-time dog mom. We got to wrap it up soon, but I do want to ask you one question, and I, I hope it's not a can of worms. Uh, because it's not really related to the particular podcast that we're talking about today. My favorite guy in the world is Sir Nicholas Lee. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. Got, that's mom. got nothing to do. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with that. It's just you brought up something because you do have the educational background on it. COVID. What about it? What's your thought on vaccine, not vaccine? Generally, when it comes to stuff like this, I generally like to keep my opinion to myself just because... I feel that's a very individualized choice based yes. on the person or whatnot. I think our politicians are a bunch of clowns and kids running around. I call them assholes. Assholes is a little nice for them. When politicians <laughs> are making your medical decisions, I have a serious problem, problem with, with it. Problem with it. I talked to tapers. I have a friend in Australia, and I saw a couple of uh, shows where they're taking kids away from their parents. I saw that, which is absolutely disgusting. It is. It's I You're haven't seen... The last time I saw that, it was black and white footage. Yeah, right. That's how bad it was. That was my first thought. I definitely... Like me personally, when I was in school, we did a section on occupational hazards. So we learned about all the asbestos and there was like nuclear plants in India and I think Asian... Another Asian country. I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, I got a very good Asian friend of mine who taught me one day, listen... 13 million people dying in China is not a big deal. That's an average city in China. Okay. So if 13 million people are affected by some sort of pollutant in a river and it's yeah. affecting their water source and they all die or they get some sort of disease, that's not a big deal. There's a billion of them there. There's actually 1.5 billion of them there. It's, it's not it's that. It's wrong. I mean, what's wrong is all relative to the person and subjective and individualized. But if you look at history and healthcare, there was a segment we did, and sorry, I wasn't prepared for this, but there was something they used to give women in the, the 50s for morning sickness. And years Wait later. Wait a minute. Yeah, I read. Years later, they realized that that was what I essentially called a tetragen in newborns, and it was causing birth defects. But for years, they handed it out, they gave it to them, like, here, yeah, this will fix your morning sickness. But they didn't have what's called a longitudinal study. So they didn't realize the effects. And all these kids started getting sick and they traced it back to this medication. So with me and anything in general, that's kind of where I stand on the COVID vaccine is it was made in a rush. Our politicians are the medical professionals right now. There was every day you see they were giving out expired doses, this and that. And for me personally... Seeing what I've seen in school on an academic level of not having a longitudinal study. I'm not anti-vax. There's lots of good vaccines that we all get as kids and whatnot that have been tested over time. Studies have been done. Normally, they don't have half the population trying a vaccine and seeing what happens in 20 years. They'll have a study. They'll follow a longitudinal study is following a certain cohort of people over their lifetime to see what it is in doing it repeatedly and it takes a long time but all these vaccines that we're required to get and we get as children have undergone all of those the covid vaccine has not and that's kind of where i stand on there and i was isn't there accountability though with all of the other vaccines that have been developed and gone through the, the testing what do you mean is there accountability well if something does happen i mean with the covid vaccine all the accountability has just been taken off the table oh no they'll pay for your funeral expenses thank you trudeau <laughs> Well, they, is that really it? Really? Yeah, no, there was actually, I, 
I mean, I'll send it to you at some point. But there was something that if you pass away from after getting the vaccine, they'll cover your funeral expenses. The Canadian government will cover your funeral. I'm pretty sure it was Trudeau. Wow. But this is the level of you assess. Anything in life is you assess your pros and cons and you do a, a risk analysis and see if it's the that. Me, personally, I'm sure we everyone's realized by now I love my puppy and it's just me and the little guy. I have to assess my pros and my cons and my risks and know my medical history and whatnot. Then you, you make an informed decision. Yeah, I've got enough of a resume, as you like to put it, that I can make my own decision. Uh, I have my reasons for doing stuff in school. And this is why I said university educations are important. Even when you look at a research study, just because a research study says something, you look at have, you have to look at how the research study was designed to see if it's a good study. So even though you say, oh, you know, Manny did a research study and 10 people out of 20 people with the COVID vaccines fought off COVID. Fantastic. But how did you design that study? What factors did you account for and everything? We call that research methodologies, which was one of my best if not strongest suit in university where I can rip apart any research study and one thing you learned and one thing I learned in university is no research study can look at anything and every research study has its flaws and you can tear it apart so there's really no good research studies longitudinal ones are the best you get you can take any research study apart so why we probably all know the answer to this one why has none of this been expressed Money. It's just that's, money. That's exact, that was exactly what it is. That's money. the answer. It's money. It's money. Which is the saddest thing because human beings from the dawn of time have been motivated by money or bartering or some possession of certain things over another. And I have yet to, and why I explained to you off mic, I prefer animals over humans. Other the best. Because animals will never do what's been done or going on right now honestly i think one of my friends i joke nico's got a pretty good following on instagram so there's a couple of moms and stuff i talked to and i was like seriously let covid run its course knock everybody out and give the planet back to the animals because they don't know how to take care of it i agree with you we don't belong here no you know i'm very I'm very pro-animal. Like, I love puppies. I'm, I'm a sucker. I'm the treat lady who walks around with a bag of treats going, who wants a cookie? <laughs> I'll go plop into everybody's window. One of the places we lived when the puppies would go to missing or the kids would go missing with the puppies, I'd get a knock on the door going, are they here? I'm like, yeah, they're all here. Uh, I groom in my building, uh, so I'm usually the one people call to watch their puppies. And I'll if I'm home on demand, I'll take I'm like, sure, even if I'm busy, I will find a way to make it work. But there was something with, I think it was I want to say it was tuberculosis. I can't remember. I was watching a documentary. Oh, no, it wasn't tuberculosis. Okay, I can't remember what it was. SARS or something? No, no, it was no. something. So something started with a T. Sorry, I wasn't prepared for a medical interview. I was worried about what song to sing, <laughs> which I still didn't pick up. Honestly, I was like, fuck, what song? I'm like, Why is this you were given fair warning. Everybody's given fair Okay, so what am I supposed to be like? Hey, I'm going to shoot you, but you've been warned, so, I mean, be prepared for it. I'm going to make you sand tomorrow with a sponge, a 30,000-square-foot house. Why would I do that? I'm not agreeing to that. I mean, I didn't have a choice. It's not my job site. Okay, well, I'll try that. Hang on, you were on TB. What's going on? Like, okay, which one? Oh, it wasn't tuberculosis. It was something. I'm going to... 
Oh, fuck. Um, Ebola. There you go. It was the Ebola virus. Okay. And the, the reason Ebola was able to be contained or fixed whatever so fast is everyone that contracted it was dying so quickly that they didn't really have enough time to spread. But the problem was COVID when people started getting COVID and whatnot, they were being kept alive artificially by respirators or whatnot. So it had the ability to spread. Spread. And there's, again, coming from a health studies background, there's natural selection, things that are supposed to happen. This is just natural selection at its finest. You know, even something as simple as animals reproducing. Like, I won't get my dog neutered. And they're like, why? I'm like, where do you see puppies doing neutering surgeries in the wild? It's That's, true. I, everyone's like, I've had fight with vets, everything about that. My vets are personally awesome. Toronto Animal Services suck. But I'm like, I'm not taking away his testicles. In all fairness, and you tell me if I was wrong, but I was notified with my whimey, his testicles didn't drop. Well, actually... So they said that if you leave them, they can become cancerous. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a different issue at that That's point. That's a different problem. That's yeah, a so then issue. he says you're best to neuter him at that point. Yes. So but- it was really sad. It was a sad moment because the thing is that not only is he going into surgery to find his balls, <laughs> once they find them, they're going to cut them out. So fun fact, actually, this will be my uh, health studies trivia for the day. <laughs> did you know all men start off as women? Yes, I know that for a fact. So did you know your testicles were once ovaries? Yeah. Oh, okay. So when you yeah. hit, pu- when you're you're born with ovaries and puberty descends yes. them. I totally knew that. Okay, well. Yeah, I paid attention to some classes in school. I learned that in university. Yeah, so I don't know what school you went to. Fun fact: Have that conversation next on a construction site. I have actually. <laughs> Listen, get away from me. Take the JJ away from me, right? And they will freak out. These men will freak out. I- I get a lot of them with <laughs> academics because I, I, I look fairly young. Like I was on a job site with 20 year olds yesterday and they all thought they were older than me. And I was just like, oh, my God. Um, that's why I want to go work with Kian because I don't feel like the old person. <laughs> He's uh, going to be a good teacher. He's oh, going to be a great teacher. So excited. We've got to wrap it up. We got one little final segment to do. OK. Other than. OK. Well, first of all, let's get all these handles out. Right. Sunina. 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 You know what it is? I finally realized what it was. Tell me. I, when I was back in my film days, I was being... Film days? Why are we just talking about this now? What do you mean, the film? Everybody who follows me on Instagram knows that I have a film background before I got into construction. I was, I was directing news. commercials and I was, in, I was a grip. I, was, I worked on TV shows and one of my favorite films I ever worked on was Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I'm literally just learning this Look right it now. up. It's actually, a, a, my name is in the credits there too. And it's just, a, I had a blast. John Cameron Mitchell, amazing guy. Back to your name. There was a production company that was interested in representing me and the name of the company was Ceneva. So when I see your name, it makes me think of Ceneva, but it's not Ceneva. So I don't want to say Ceneva. It's Sunine. Yes. See how he got cowardly at the end like Sunine. Just in case he got it wrong. Because everybody knows that when they listen to the show, I don't get people's names properly. And that's why I generally, I just Something use their first name. Something for you to work name. on. I got other things to work on. I accept Nico's mom. All the kids call me that. I don't know if I can call you Nico's mom. I am Nico's mom. Uh, you know you are. Technically, for sure you are. Not technically. Like, absolutely. You like, are. That's my, taping, that's my first job. Taping and beyond. Okay? You're a finisher. Taping, painting, wallpapering. Actually, wallpaper is one of my best jobs. And now it's going to be plaster, like real plastering. Um, Kian's going to be a great teacher. Let's see uh, if I'm a good student with plastering. We'll see what happens. And then uh, pup, stru- pup struction. Pup underscore struction. 
Pop, okay, and then what's his handle? What's his page? Nico, it's Sir Nicholas Liam, S-I-R-N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-L-I-A-M. And then your email is taping and beyond, and it's the word and guys at gmail.com. And then your handle on Instagram is at taping and beyond. Yeah. So that's Twitter, my accompanying one. Facebook, no. nothing. No. Just IG? Yeah. TikTok? No. no. All the kids are on TikTok. I'm not a kid. I'm a grown ass woman. Everybody's asking me to get on TikTok, and I'm like, dude, I'm trying to fucking get away from social media to be Only very reason honest. I have Instagram is because of Nico. Well, it makes a lot of sense. It's good for puppy land. It's good for keeping in touch with parents. And that's kind of how I found all my tapers. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you for sharing so much. Thank you. Talking about a lot of stuff that I'm sure will ruffle some feathers. And I love it. Um, In that case, I don't answer hate mail. If you have something mean to say, go say it to somebody else. First of all, nobody sends any hate mail to anybody that's been on the show. Well, actually, they have, but they... I just don't answer them. They ignore it. I'll send you That's like a, a PP picture, a boy PP. I'll send you Nico's PP pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah somebody you, has explained to me dick pics. I don't, uh, I don't understand that. That's for a whole other podcast. It is. I, 12 questions of construction. You ready for this? Okay. It was on the format. I, I really, honestly, I didn't read it. Nico threw the phone away and I just, I'm a sucker. What is your favorite construction word? fuck ask somebody a question like that oh there's 12 of them my favorite construction, construction word, word. fest tool <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word sanding what turns you on in construction good work what turns you off in construction pigs what is your favorite curse word motherfucker what is your favorite car truck or bike or vehicle I mean, I'm not really a car person. I'm a big fan of Elantras. I'm a, I'm a Hyundai fan, but I'm You're not really a, a... You know what? I, I have a well, another long story, but the first car that I purchased with my dad was a 2014 Elantra, and I had a really good experience with Hyundai. Pollock Iro Hyundai. He's fantastic. Good guy. Fun story of how I met him. I'm not a... I'm not picky. I like something just like with good tools that'll get you where you need to go and do the jobs with something reliable. Hondas, Toyotas, Hyundais. Only thing luxury car like, no offense, I hate Mercedes. Um, I'm a BMW fan. I love their X1 series. Uh, what is your least favorite car, truck, biker vehicle? Fuck a Ford. Who a the hell? Any Ford? No, my dad had a Ford Focus before we got the Elantra. And I swore I'd never get a Ford again. Again, I'm sorry. A uh, guy I was dating had a Mercedes and I got my Elantra. I absolutely hated his Mercedes. I just, I don't like the gears. The brakes and gas are just a little too uh, rough for me. But uh, I know there's one I really hate. I don't really like Chevrolets either. What construction sound or noise do you love? What kind of question is that? <laughs> what kind of construction sign do you, like, what I don't know. What construction sound or noise do you love? construction sound do i love i don't know nico woofing what, <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you hate oh my god you know when you almost like that scratchy like nails on a chalkboard or something that'll give you goosebumps from what oh god somebody did this the other day i can only think of metal grinding on metal or something no it's um oh god i forgot what the guy was doing I can't remember off the top of my head that like scratching noise. So the noise that goes right into and the your beeping. Teeth. You know when you have like safety indicators or like your fridge is open or something. Is yeah, like, yeah, beep, yeah. beep 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 beep. 
What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Honestly? Yes. Um, I'm a huge concrete. Like, if I could own any kind of construction company, I concrete? tell everybody concrete's one of those stable ones. Of There's always be work. Because very few people, it's not something I can be like, hey, I'm going to go start a concrete forming company tomorrow or whatnot. I'm fascinated by concrete work. But as many things as I do and I do well, concrete is out of my uh, weight category. Do you follow DGR? I'm pretty sure I do. What profession would you not like to do? You know, the dream of when you're growing up, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to do this, whatnot. I realized when I was in my third year of university, not only do I not like people, especially when you can't tell them to fuck off when you feel like it. I really don't like bodily fluids. Like who becomes, what are those like? Oh, funeral. Oh, go that too. But more of, at least their dad. You know, the people who do like coloscopies and stuff. Oh, sh- oh. Like who decides like, hey, I'm going to go look in people's asses for the rest of my life. If I mean, he- somebody's <laughs> got to do it, but like why? I just bend over. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Nico's been waiting for you. <laughs> How do I pronounce it again? I just ex- I accept Wolf. No, it's not Wolf or Sunena. Nico's mom. No, it is Sunena. Nico's yes. Sunena. There you go. There, there you go. Okay, Taping and Beyond, guys. Check it out at Taping and Beyond. The word and email is tapingandbeyond.gmail.com. Nico's mom, she also has Pupstruction. Yeah. And his handle again was? Sir Nicholas Liam, S-I-R-N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-L-I-A-M. And if you guys need any taping supplies, hit up Eugene at CSR because Eugene's the fucking best. And CSR is great. CSR is great. Oh, you. See? There you go. Does he know him? There's C- no, he's just seeing him. Okay. He's See? Just see- we gotta, we gotta get, we've got to get out of here. We've got to get out of here. Thank you very much. See, even Nico loves Eugene. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Book. Take care. Out for me and Nico. Say bye, Bubba.